Welcome to another episode of Three Men in a War Game. I'm Paul, and I don't have winner's chill. <laughs> oh, I'm Kevin, and I sure as fuck do. It is cold as hell in Wisconsin right now. And this is Potter, and I, I, I was wishing that I would be a little bit colder, because I'm tired of North Carolina heat. All right. Yeah. Weather-related intro. I thought it was cold. Eh. It was like in the 50s and shit today. Uh, piss off with that shit. When it gets down in to the, the 30s, 50s in November, then come talk to me. The 50s? You guys yeah. are something else. I don't like it. I want snow. I want cold. Like, the fact that my air conditioning is still on in the month of November is weird to me. I'm outside in flip-flops in the 50s. Get out of here. Yeah, dude, although, although, Potter, I will say your apartment is significantly warmer than, like, the outside. Yeah, I noticed that you changed my AC while I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I turned it back up. I'm no, sorry. you're all good. But, the, you know, so the funny thing is, is with my apartment is, like, in, in the summer, my bedroom, because it's, like, the windows are horribly, horribly sealed, uh, it is the hottest room in the entire apartment, and... In the winter, it's the coldest. So yeah, so I love it yeah. in the winter. Absolutely love my my bedroom in the winter. So, well, you know what people love hearing about on podcasts? Guys? Their bedrooms. The <laughs> yeah. So what are you guys so, been up to? Uh, what, what what high progress you guys got going? Well, uh, spoiler for the listeners: it's only been a couple days since we recorded last. So not a whole fucking true. lot. Uh, I sleeved up my. Marvel Champions LCG box, which yeah, you work. might be like, "Hey, you sleeved cards." It's uh, that's a lot of a cards. lot of fucking cards. It's like three hundred and fifty cards. It's a lot of fucking cards. That's a lot of sleeves. Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know with that many if I would bother sleeving them. You made Ultra Pro well, very rich that on that purchase. Well, I actually I bought Fantasy Flight sleeves from uh, uh. from N- Noble Knight. And at Noble Knight, the Fantasy Flight sleeves are like two sixty for a hundred, so or for fifty, so it's like five bucks per hundred instead of the Ultra Pro eight or nine bucks per hundred. So that's not a bad deal. Uh, no, not so bad, not so bad. And the Fantasy Flight clear Magic size sleeves are really reliable, so I, I like them. Uh, and I unsleeve some stuff too, so I actually I actually only had to buy one hundred and fifty new sleeves. And then I just unsleeved my uh, Warhammer Underworld stuff because womp womp, almost none of it's legal anymore anyway because uh, it's all wave one. So I just unsleeved all of it and used those sleeves for for champions. So it wasn't just sleeving. It was also unsleeving. And that's the worst. Unsleeve, yeah, because yeah. I, I started doing that for my um, Asoifi cards. I was unsleeving some of my Signar stuff that I have sold or am planning on selling. So, yeah, I feel you on that one. So what about you? Uh, but aside from that, oh, I, I'm not done. I'm not done. Jeez. Sorry, you took a pause. I know. So I also uh, I had um, just some basing work to do on a couple on a couple Carnival models, and I'm finishing up those bases now too. They've been painted. I just hadn't painted the bases. So also doing that, and hopefully, uh, I know I said I was going to do it like two months ago, but hopefully, uh, filming some Carnival car- contrasted Carnival matches very soon yeah i would love to see that on on uh video man your your carnival stuff was you did a great job with that contrast on them 
It's looking pretty good. Now you guys. I was about to say, are you done? I dominated that. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Paul, what you been up to? Fleet troopers. Fleeties. Yeah, working on some fleet troopers. I uh, I uh, washed all the skin tones. I got green on their jackets and their helmets because I'm making them jungly, so they have dark brown pants and tan shirts and green vest and a green helmet. Um, so I'm at the point now where I'm uh, I shaded their shirts. Uh, so I'm just kind of going back over with the base color on that, and then I need to decide what color I'm going to do their boots, and then paint up their guns, and they're pretty much ready to go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty excited, happy with how they're coming out. Now, how are you liking throwing the uh, the whole jungle feel across the whole army? Because I know some people have talked about doing that. Uh, I mean, so far, so good. I gotta... my next My next batch will probably be... Uh, something that's a little more uh, like heavier clothing, just to kind of see how that works out. But I'm I'm not too worried about it because I feel like if if I take their scarves and and think about them as though they're like, you know, to keep the bugs off of you in a in a dense jungle. Right. I think that works. I think probably the biggest thing is just that there's probably more folds in the clothes to make them look heavier. Um. But I think overall, once I get the paint on them, I, I, I don't think you'll be able to to tell an, enough to be like, oh, man, that's stupid looking. Cool. Well, I'm excited to see you bringing them out on Wednesday. I don't think I'm going to be there on Wednesday. I'm, I'm, I'm going to the poorhouse. Gotcha. Yeah, originally I thought I was going to be there because I thought the show was on Thursday, but it's Wednesday. Gotcha. So. Very cool. Well, surprise, surprise, I've gotten nothing done because we recorded like two days ago. <laughs> and I was out of town <laughs> yesterday. So, yeah, that's right. Not no, going no to time coffers. to do anything. So, so, but I do have at least have a game lined up for Wednesday for Legion. So that's good. Who are you playing? Uh, some guy named Chris. I met him last Wednesday. So got a game scheduled uh, between him and I. Uh, Eight hundred points for the league. Nice. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So good, good, good. Are you going to play your imps or are you going to play uh, clones? I got to play imps because uh, we're doing 800 points. Um, I don't oh, okay. I don't have 800 points of clones yet. And I'm just, I'm just struggling. I don't want to do what I did with imps and just go like ham and buy like triplicates of everything. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later stuff comes out. And now I'll never field, you know, six units of stormtroopers in one list. Now you know what I was talking about when I was talking about that with my uh, when I still had freefall. I know, I know. So I'm I'm not I'm not going. To, I'm going to at least get probably two more clone trooper units. Um, so I probably won't be buying another box. Um, I'll buy just the units individually so I can get the the upgrade cards that I'm missing. And then the same for the bark speeder as well too. I'll just buy one more bark speeder and I'll be done. Right. Yeah. The, the project took on out. the uh, first box. Yep. So November 15th, which will be a poor day for gamers all around. That's when those are coming? They come November 15th. Then we've got, what, Crisis Protocol comes out November Jesus, 15th. Jesus, November 15th. Dude, November 15th is a big fucking day. Oh, they, yeah, Pokemon comes out November 15th, and Jedi yeah. Fallen Order comes out November 15th if you're a video gamer. So yeah. it's it's just a, it's a big day for, for nerds in general. <laughs> Yeah, the Baratheon box. Yeah, the Baratheon so box much. drops. If I mean, I would be sad if I didn't already have the Baratheons. That that yeah, so many decisions would have had been made. 
That's because it's that, that good point to release it where it's not Thanksgiving yet, but it's still out early enough for Christmas buzz. Yeah. And I, I think it, you know, with the way that there, our economy is going and businesses are forcing more and more Christmas in the beginning of November, I think we're going to see more of this. So, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, but I'm looking, f- probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most on November 15th is probably Crisis Protocol. Yeah. Crisis Protocol and Pokemon. Yeah, I'm Pokemon too. Like, again, both things that I'm planning on doing with my kids. Like, I showed my daughter, like, speaking of Pokemon real quick, side tangent, uh, showed her the the alternate Ponita that you get in the new Pokemon game, and she about flipped. Because, of course... It, What's happening with Pokemon? Uh, you get a... So they're changing... Uh, so they started doing in Sun and Moon, where they've done, like, region-specific Pokemon to change the looks of them. And in this mm-hmm. one, they're doing uh, Ponita's getting a new region look, and then she looks like a big giant fluff of cotton candy. So, of course, my daughter absolutely loved her. Or it. Okay. Yeah. Again. There's a new, there's a new Pokemon game. Paul. I, think Pokemon the question, game. <laughs> I think the question you were asking is what's, what is it? It's There's a brand new Pokemon generation. Pokemon right, and, Sword we're, and, and we're getting a fluffy Ponita. Yeah, a, a fluffy one Pony of the... that looks like cotton candy. Yes, right. in, the, in it, the new region. Yeah. It's pink and bluish purpley color. So, of course, it's very much every up, up every little girl's alley. Right. So. So that's why you like it, right, Chris? Yes, I do. So Crisis Protocol, the other game on the 15th that we're, we're very excited about, at least Chris and I are very excited about, and I am ultra mega super excited about i so i think what you guys want me to talk about is what i've been up to locally in madison around the game right yes yep because you've already gotten like a good jump on it yeah so i recognize the game was coming out soon and you know as a person who loves to play a lot of miniatures games but doesn't fancy himself as a person with enough time to be a community organizer i don't want this game to come out and not go anywhere in town I really was I, the demo at Gen Con left a deep impression on me reading the rule book after Gen Con and thinking about playing the game almost constantly since playing the demos. Um, I know how good it is. I believe in it and I want it to work here. So I stepped up uh, and I have already started community building here in town. Hooray, community building. Yeah, so this is, it's early days, right? So I can't really talk about it being successful because it hasn't actually been successful yet, but I can talk about what I have done. Uh, And, you know, if you're a person in in your area and you want to get started and you don't really know what to do, I guess give you some pointers and things that you need to do. So the first thing is that I can say uh, it helps to just jump off the ledge and call your your friendly local game store my first step in this process before i even started the facebook group which i'll also get into um is to make sure that i contacted a friendly local game store and made sure that i was going to have a space to play and a night to play on Uh, and i can tell you from my experience that the my friendly local game store really puts the friendly in local game store they have a really good community manager i'm hoping that if you're listening and you've got a local game store close that you have a similar experience Um, but what i basically did was i reached out and i said hey um 
I wanted to know if you guys were going to be getting Crisis Protocol. Uh, if so, I would very much like to lead the community there. I have a night in mind. I have a time in mind. Um, and I was wondering what the store, you know, is willing to do for support. Uh, and from there, I went back and forth with the community manager uh, at, at my game store, which is Noble Night Games. And we decided on, you know, a night. Uh, so I'm going to be running Crisis Protocol demos pretty much nonstop, two nights, a, two nights a month. Every it's basically every other Wednesday, and the store is going to promote it. So I'm going to be able to hang a poster in the store that has the night and time. I'm going to be able to basically they go on to their. They're going to in their actual store feed. They're going to be promoting my demo nights, uh, as long as you know they know that I'm going to be there for them. And that's what I did for there. Um, I don't know if you guys have had any experience or have any questions as to how that went. No, I mean, it all sounds, you know, pretty, I think, I guess, par for the course. I know I've never, you know, built a community. I tried. It didn't work. But that sounds that sounds about right. As you get into it, what is your plan, plans for, like, long-term maintenance uh, yeah, so I think what I want to do is I'm, I'm going to start with demo nights, right? The the long, at least the uh, right now I have a plan for like the first three or four months. Uh, and I think the first month I'm just going to show up. I'm going to have two tables set up, one table that's dedicated to demos and one for people that uh, just want to throw down and play some games. And, you know, if we get it to the point where in the first month or so that I need three tables, so be it, right? I'll be a happy camper if that's the case. Uh, and then what I want to do from there is start running two round events or three round events on game nights to get people interested in coming. Because the nice thing about this game is that you don't have to have a lot of painted miniatures. So what I might do is say, you know, um, bring 17 points of models. We won't do a necessarily a, a pick, just, you know, get your 17 points painted. So three or four models, um, and maybe do like a slow grow or whatever it is. I haven't got, you know, all the details ironed out, but having some sort of organized play. And also, uh, I think if no, if I can get Noble Knight to have uh, 25 copies in the store, then they can get the organized play kit. Um, oh, nice. And yeah. And so um, the if I get the organized play kit, I'm just going to run events out of the organized play kit and give stuff out. And I'm going to try and get my hands on one no matter what I can do because that, that really will be the linchpin that will help me is that I can say, you know, come play a game and I'll give you a goodie. Uh, and then also, uh, luckily, they're going to have a tournament pack as well. So I'm going to try to get a tournament pack. And what I would like to do is have our first Crisis Protocol tournament in Madison um, just after the new year. So we'll spend the first um, six weeks building the community getting games in getting used to the game and then i'll try to have my first tournament in january very cool how many yeah. how many uh people are you planning on uh running like how how big of a person event are you trying for six to ten that's good i, th I think that's a good a decent size for a uh, first one yeah if it's only four or whatever fine right but like six to ten is what i'd like to see and i i, I think that's that's totally doable with the, the Madison miniatures thing. So another thing I did was I started a Facebook group. Uh, and then I went out to every other miniatures community in town. And I was like, hey, guys, I uh, started a group for this game. We're going to be playing at Noble Knight. And I announced it on the Noble Knight uh, space um, that we were going to be there. And uh, I now have uh, 20 members. 
Hooray. Um, yes. And for for reference, uh, there is a Batman miniatures community in in Madison that's thriving, and they have three table. They they only play once a month, but they get three or four games every time they come out. And there are twenty two members, and that group has been around for over a year and a half. Well, there you go. That's a good start. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, you have to discredit the three people that are in there from North Carolina. Shh. <laughs> okay, we're with so, you in spirit. We got to keep <laughs> you I honest, would, man. I would come. I, I would come play in your event if I could. I mean, it's just a plane ride away. Yeah, and also uh, two of the members in my community. So a few of the members are from the Malifaux group, and a couple are from the Infinity. Uh, community and i know for a fact that one of them is the war core for the infinity community which is basically the equivalent of what i'm going to be doing for crisis protocol and he is super excited for it um and i think he told me that there were at least three or four people in the infinity group that were excited to play crisis protocol so there's more people um than i think are even represented in my group right now uh, but the idea for me is just going to be to, you know, get the flyers out, get the posters up, and try and get as many people playing as possible, as soon as possible. Um, just, you know, so because the, the more people see you playing the game, the more likely that people will buy in. Right. That's key is that consistency first off and making sure you're there all, yeah. the, all the time. And so I can say another thing I'm planning on doing, and this isn't going to work for anybody building any community, uh, but a thing that I'm going to do um, is... I'm, I'm, I'm buying two starter sets. I know I said that on the last episode. Uh, and one of the starter sets, I'm giving myself 25 to 35 minutes per miniature to paint them. And the other starter set, I'm going to paint, like, real slow. <laughs> I'm, right. You know, I'm going to take my time. Like, I'm planning on 10 to 15 hours per model on that second core set. Um, but the, the reason for this is that I want the demo set, the set that actually people are playing with, initially to be that one where I can get paint on it quickly because uh, you guys have seen that my 30 to 45 minute models look pretty decent mm-hmm. um, but also I want to be able to tell people that are walking in and going this is a cool looking thing what is this and, and, they, and they go oh no I have to paint the models I can say guys these the, each one of these models is like less than an hour of work total for building and painting mm-hmm. right um, because I want to take away some of that in- intimidation factor and I don't want to feel like I'm lying. Right. So I really want to hold myself, um, to the, uh, to the, to the, the actual thing where I'm, I'm going to take only that small amount of time so that I can tell people honestly how long it took me to paint them. Um, I think that's actually a thing that will work out really well in my favor. Um, just cause you know, it, I, I do have the experience with the contrast paints now, um, and I have a pretty good idea how to do the little contrast plus and make them look really good in, in less than an hour uh, per model. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a that's a good way to get people uh, to not feel scared of the models, because I think you're going to see I think you're going to see some people who are are into Marvel and the MCU that are not necessarily miniatures gamers and are going to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. And be like, oh, my God, I have to paint these. And, I, you know, I'll be like, it's only 10. And, you know, they were, the, these to this quality took me this long, and I can tell you exactly what products to buy. Like, what I, the plan that I'm going to actually follow through with, and I've thought this through, is that I'm going to actually have the entire color palette from the contrast range that I used with me. And I can just point to people on my models which color was what. That's a good idea. I like that idea. 
because I, I really want to make it as accessible to brand new miniature gamers because those are the people that aren't in my group right now, right? Like I've advertised the group to the people in the community who play miniatures games that would be interested. And I've, I've pulled my 20 in. I'm sure post-release I'll get some more after people play some demos. Um, but um, really what it's going to be is the Marvel appeal uh, and getting mm-hmm. people that have never played a miniatures game and the, I think the surefire way to, to get people interested, because the one comment I heard at uh, Gen Con over and over again, as I was like looking at the case and like salivating over the models is people going, oh, it's not pre-painted. Mm-mm, I'm not in uh, like because people just don't understand how much money pre-painted models actually cost, mm-hmm. um, you know, when they're not shittily painted like hero clicks. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, because X-Wing models are pretty much almost the exact, if not a little bit more expensive or something on their scale as a a single. And X-Wing models really are clever because like 90% of them are a base coat and a wash. Right. They just look right. really good because that's the way that the, they're designed to look well with a base coat and a wash. Well, and they're small enough that the, that the wash looks good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there are exceptions, right? Like the Ghost and Sabine's TIE Fighter and, and stuff like that. But for the most part, there's a base coat and a wash and maybe a right. second or a third color. Either way, it's not like a miniature, right. uh, like your standard, like uh, like a person size, you know, true scale person. And, you know, that as we are well aware, uh, well-painted true scale miniatures are not cheap. Mm-mm. No, they're not. Not at all. So yeah, so that that's that my those are my basic plans and right now it's just the 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 overall plan is to get out there and really hawk the demos uh and I picked the night uh, I did because it's the generic skirmish night so Malifaux players, Warcry, Necromunda, Bushido, all those games uh kill team are played on this night. So I, I'm planning on if you know no one's demoing, I'm gonna walk over to other tables and be aggressive, be like, "Hey guys, let me run you through a turn of this pr- crisis protocol game. It'll only take a half hour. You guys aren't playing yet. You know, I'll try to be into the store at four o'clock, five, four thirty, and be set up so that when people come in and while they're bullshitting before they start their game, and be like, "Hey, come play a couple, you know, bullshit, but come play a couple rounds of this game with me and see what you th- see what you think about it." Cause I, you know, I'm the, I, I can do that. I can be the extrovert when I need to be. So that's also part of it, right? It's like really, really trying to sell the demos hard. Yeah. And that's a, that's a lot of games, a lot of skirmish games to be played on one night too. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, and now Gaslands is getting in there too. Like they're setting up Gaslands on Wednesdays too. So, and it's a big play space. That's how this happens. Yeah. It's I was, about, I was about to ask like, what's the play space? Cause I mean, even if like, you know, the only thing that's going consistently is like, you know, uh, you know, the, the GW stuff and maybe like one or two of the other skirmish games. I mean, that's still a lot of space. There's like, uh, I think like 18 or 19 tables. Okay. Um, and five of them are four by six. Okay. So a lot of play space. Yeah, that's a lot. So, so you're, so you're saying your plan is get, get people in there, run the demos for them before they start doing their normal stuff. And then you obviously have your, you know, kits going out throughout the rest of the night, hopefully drawing. Some, yeah. Some people, people, people that are coming in. Yeah. And you know, if no one's playing, I'll walk out to the store and if people are looking at miniatures, be like, Hey, you guys want to try the new Marvel game? I got demos back there. 
just ready to go and you know try and pull people back to play a demo yeah i'm not i'm not sure you'll have too hard of a problem pulling dragging people in because i think when they see marvel and i think also when they see the quality of the minis of you know at least of what we've seen so far in a lot of their their streams and what they've put on um you know twitter and and stuff like that because like i know looking at the halt sculpt i was really concerned when i looked at it and saw that like front half leg back half leg are actually two different pieces (laughs) because that seam is going to be was i my imagining my that seam was going to be a bitch and require a lot of green stuff but when they actually did the twitter uh like boomerang video of them just like putting it together pulling it apart putting it that seam was almost non-existent. Yeah, yeah, they it did disappears. It. The 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 sculpts on these and the 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 3D printing or the 3D modeling that they did on this, it looks like it's going to be really good. Obviously, yeah, really we won't know until we get models in hand. Yeah, but but again, the thing I want to do right, the, so it's the initial escalation, so getting people to buy the game and then slowly build and paint, um, and working toward a tournament. Right, that's the thing that I really want to do because you know, a friendly tournament event. And I'm in the process of, you know, I want to get a couple games in. It's going to be really hard for me to design tournament scenarios uh, until I can actually get my hands on the game and possibly on an organized play kit. But that's also part of my plan, right? Is to, you you know, maybe theme out each night. or, or, Or are they built in already in the game? What? Are you going to have to come up with like, scenarios for tournaments or, or no because the, the because the, there's the normal game mode uh and the first tournament will be the normal game mode which is just you bring your 10 models and your three cards from each side your three attacker cards your three defender cards uh and then once you decide who's attacker or defender you pick one of the three that you brought and then you each of you reveal and the one that has the highest crisis value that's your hiring pool amount right um, and so that's going to be the mode for the, the normal tournament, but they're, they're talking about like, uh, do doing organized to play, play support for like draft modes. So like each player would bring, you know, seven or eight models and then you draft them into, into known scenario pools. So a little more like, uh, uh, how guild ball did things. Except for like, yeah, right, 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 right. Yep. Um, and that'll be, you know, and, and there's going to be multiple things like that. And then there's also going to be a raid mode coming next year where it can be two players versus another player that has one super powered model. Oh, yeah. yeah that's that, what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Honestly. The, when we started the conversations that spewed up after seeing the Thanos, the Thanos model, model. That, that popped up in our Discord, that like... Paul, I think you blew my mind when you were like, uh, let's just fight Sentinels. And I don't even know why I didn't even think of that beforehand. Or Apocalypse. Because we haven't seen any X-Men yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah probably, yeah, because, um, yeah, we haven't seen X-Men just yet. But, I mean, you can you can do, you know, you can do Silver Surfer as a as a raid leader. Yep. Uh, I mean, the, the possibilities are endless. And that's one of the things that I thought was cool about Warcry. But I'd much rather do that in this. Yeah, they so could do they could do my, Ro- okay. Ronin. I, I can um, I can do as a raid boss. Oh oh so, oh oh the the Kree Ronin not yeah not, yeah, yeah yes yeah Ronin the destroyer yeah Ronin yep. the destroyer yeah yeah no yeah you definitely could do that and I mean yeah I think the the amount of people are very you know unlimited especially when you start going into more kind of niche characters as well too that we see that are only there for a little while um 
Because what was the the X Men one back in the day that ended up being like Xavier's? It's not um not Juggernaut, but you probably could do Juggernaut too. He's probably powerful enough. Well, Apocalypse, right? Yeah, Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But then there was wasn't there was a story arc with Xavier where like his brother he had a brother that another brother or something that was like a uber powerful X Men villain. I can't remember. Not Magneto. No, now Magneto's his buddy. Not his brother. I don't know. It's been a while since I've read X-Men. I think there was something, an arc from like the late 90s. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Somebody will I'm, show, I'm showing that like X-Men was never really my bag. I was more of a Fantastic Four, Ghost Rider, Wolverine solo, uh, Gambit solo kind of kid. Yeah. Dude, Gambit solo is amazing. Yeah. We um, like the same stuff. <laughs> I was never a big Gambit fan. Uh, and I, I love Marvel Cosmic, too. Like, I grew up, like, like that was Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer and uh, Ghost Rider and Doctor Strange. Like, that was the shit I read in the late, early to mid to late 90s. And then, obviously, I had some of the big Jim Lee stuff. So, the, I do like X-Men, and I'm excited to see X-Men, and I'm even more excited to see X-Force. Because oh my God. fucking Deadpool and Cable <laughs> and right like oh man, um, so many cool things they could go they could branch into. I think the first year like is actually set, having though. all the characters they killed off in the first two minutes <laughs> of the Deadpool two movie. Yeah, let's spin off and stop talking about community and just let's talk about what we what we think is going to be the first year <laughs> of release. No, it's fine. So oh, it's, I, good. I, it's good. I'm just I I just think that's great because we're we're uh, it it's worth talking. We're about. doing what we do. Okay, so my per- my personal feeling is that a we haven't seen everything in the first year at no. this point, but I I also think at Gen Con we saw releases that are going to span from November to December of next year. I think there will be some su- some surprises because like we didn't see Thanos and we didn't see Venom no. at uh, at Gen Con, right? So there's going to be things, but if you look at the dis- the two display cases. Uh, of models that were at uh, at Gen Con, it was some scenery. Uh, it was the top. The top thing was just scenery in the starter. And then if you looked uh, at the lower case, it was like um, twelve boxes, right? So if we think about it, um, and and they do what they've been doing, which is two boxes per month. And it looks like it's one box we've seen and one box maybe we haven't each month. Mm-hmm. It seems like we will. And, and also the things are themed, right? Like if we think about it, think about what you saw at Gen Con. So at Gen Con, we saw Star-Lord and Groot, Groot and, and Rocket. Right. And we saw like uh, Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight. Mm-hmm. And that that's the hint toward Thanos, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. We also saw the Ghost Spider and Spider Man, mm-hmm. uh, which hints toward the Venom. Um, and I think that's what we're gonna get. We're gonna we're gonna get um, models that are in the area of the models we've seen already, and what we've seen is gonna span the first year. And so we'll get some. I think we'll get some terrain sets that are themed around Guardians and Thanos. Um, and I, I think outside of that, it's going to be basically kidding out the rest of the models that are in the Marvel consciousness right now. So if you think about like the greater MCU now, you know, these sculpts aren't necessarily all MCU inspired, but some of them very much are. Yeah. Some of them are like the, the guardians ones look very MCU ish. 
outside of Gamora. Gamora, and, and I would argue, Groot. doesn't at all. And Groot. Groot is very much the, the comic book Groot, I will have to say. But Star-Lord and Rocket definitely do. Nebula definitely looks yes. like MCU Nebula. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, Shuri looks just like Shuri from yep. Black from I mean, it's, that's, not even a, that's not even a maybe. That's 100% that Shuri from Black Panther movie. Right, but like Killmonger's not right. Correct. Killmonger looks like comic Killmonger, so th- it's like a, a a mixture of them. But I think that's what we're gonna see. The first year is gonna be kidding out everything that we've seen, and then they're gonna start moving on from there. I don't know where they'll go because it, it could go either way, right? Like they could dip into the the cosmic stuff and go the Fantastic Four. Um, Silver Surfer route, or they could go the X-Men route. And I think time will tell. Um, But really, I think what they're going to do for the first year is get all of the characters that we know by name from the MCU out. Yeah, and I so, think that's probably I think that's a good uh, play. I wonder on if their they'll hold off on the X-Men that... until they know if uh, Marvel's going to do anything with them movie-wise now that they own Fox. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's I think it's a good idea for them to get models and characters out there that are well-known because of the MCU, because that will bring people in that are only fans of the MCU. Cause those people do exist that are only fans well, of the movies. I and- mean, that's the, that's the, that's, that is the target audience, man. Like people who don't read comics, but love MCU. Like it, obviously comic lovers are a big deal here. Cause we have fucking MODOK. Right. Uh, but also, they really want people who like the MCU here. Like, they want to very much broadly appeal to both both audiences. And the way to appeal to both audiences is not to put out characters, unfortunately for us, right? It's not to put out characters like Cable right now. Yeah, but I would even argue against Cable and say that we would get him because of the, the success of Deadpool. Deadpool, sure. But in the greater like public consciousness in movies that have made shit piles of money. Um, they need, they need Thor, Loki, Hela, Star Lord. They, you know, they need the guardians. They, they, that's, that is what we need right now. Which are all, which are all models that have, you know, or characters that have models been shown off through either Gen Con and, or through, uh, also, Oh my God. Releases that we've seen. Oh my, Oh my God. I can't wait for a fucking Wanda model. Oh my God. Let's give it to me. Yeah, but how are they gonna do her? Are they gonna go with like the comic book look? Or are they gonna go with the MCU look? I don't know. Could and I'm kind of t- and, and I'm kind of torn. Like I kind of want her comic book. Yeah, me too. You, you know yeah, what? I'd, I'd take the comic book one for Scarlet Witch. Yeah. The the thing yeah. that I'm really excited about though, guys, is the possibility for alternate models. Well, and that, and that and they have said that's a thing, um, you know, because they're very much going off of like the keyword for the model for when you build your list is based off their their model, their alter ego, their alter yeah. ego. They're, it's not it's it's not Spider Man, it's not Thor, it's not it's Cap, Peter Parker, it's, yeah, right. it's Peter Parker, yeah. it's it's you know, Thor, Odin's son, right? right. It's, yeah, you know, instead yep. of like because even when you go that route, you look at Jane you know, being another Thor model. Or if we go down the route of current comic books, you know, we have two Valkyries. We can have a Valkyrie based off the MCU and then we can have Valkyrie, Jane Valkyrie. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, for sure, that potential for having multiple, and we could have multiple caps. Right, multiple you, we, at Man. minimum, we'll have, you could potentially have three Captain Americas. And you know what else is cool is the opposite of that. Like, imagine that, like, 
they come out with an iron spider that's also Peter Parker. So when you're list building, you have to choose between whether or not you want to bring standard Spider-Man God, or iron spider. Just, I was just thinking, I was about to say that you stole it because that's, ex- <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't thinking uh, iron spider. I was thinking superior iron man when he goes into, uh, when he builds, uh, Oh, what is it? When he built, when he builds out his uh, building out in San Francisco, I think it is. And he gets like the the silver Iron Man suit right before he uh, they he gives it away and uh, the young girl takes over the mantle, um, like going that route of like you have superior Iron Man versus Iron Man, so now you can have both Iron Mans in your list if you want. But well, but what's cool is that if you like to Kevin's point, where if you have an Iron Spider Peter Parker and a regular Spider Man Peter Parker, then you're ending up with with the ability to pull lots of levers uh, as far as design goes and have them be able to be super powerful but not have to worry about them. Whether or not they can play together. Yep, 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 yep. So it gives a lot to, uh, to the development team. They have a lot to play with. I'm just I'm just waiting for my Great Lakes Avengers. <laughs> you, you never, you're not getting those, dude. I guarantee we're gonna get Squirrel Girl. That's not no, Great yeah, Lakes that's... Avengers, but that's gonna happen. And Miss Marvel is probably another one we're gonna get because that's about to be right up front and center. In yeah, Miss Marvel's um, getting her. Was it? She's getting a show, and Squirrel Girl is in the new animated uh, series, and she's actually got a pretty big uh, action figure following already. Um, Dude, I saw three Squirrel Girl costumes on, on Halloween. Ha- on Halloween, That's yes, crazy. dude. I was like, "Oh my!" Well, think about Wisconsin trick or treating. It's very cold. True. Uh, and Squirrel Girl is an excellent cold weather costume. Yes, yes, that what it is. But yes, I. I and, saw they're three. Based, and they're based out of Wisconsin anyway. Well, that's the Great Lakes one. That's not Squirrel Girl. But that's that's what she's from. That is that's where she's that's where she, where she originates. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. And then and then she moved to New York to go to college, and that's why uh, she left. That's why her 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 books in the past few years were were based on her college experience. But yeah, yes, so I that's too much about Squirrel Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It seems like it. No, but I, 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 like Kevin said, I definitely think that she'll show up at some point. I mean, they managed to get her into Dice Masters. Um, uh, so, I mean, she will. As, as like a special, special character, you know what I mean? She was like the limited one that you could get. Um, so, I mean, I, I would be surprised if at some point we don't see her. I, yeah, I don't think we'll get people like Dinosaur, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that at some point we'll get Squirrel Girl. All right. So, in, in this, in this thing, so let's go not X Men. Um, not cosmic. Like, let's go like B list Marvel. Squirrel Girl. That's who you want. That's your pick. Is Squirrel Girl? Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Squirrel Girl with a little monkey Joe as a. Oh, you, as a, you know another you know. model we haven't seen yet is Hawkeye. So yeah, like that's that's going to be coming this year too. Anyway. It'll probably be like a Adepticon announcement. Yeah. Mm. Yep. B-list, B-list Marvel character. I know mine. Mine is straight up Marvel Batman. Fucking Moon Knight, dude. Moon Knight. Oh, I want yeah. Moon Knight so bad. Oh, well, yeah, and it makes sense because they're getting, the, He's getting the, the, show. the show on Disney+. Plus. Exactly. Oh, man, give me that. Mm. Well, you know, the other thing I was going to say, Chops, and this is to, to something that we both uh, mentioned that we liked, but I'm just envisioning an awesome, like, 60-millimeter-based 
ghost rider on a motorcycle dragging a bunch of chains you know oh yeah man i want that i want i, I want the most edge lordy fucking ghost rider model possible oh yeah yeah just just i mean just the fiery head and the oh, bring in the bring in the i need it oh, so was bad it, uh, pun, is it punisher punisher ghost rider is that who it is right now who's the current ghost rider I don't know. They're actually Engage. Ghost Rider is a, a there there are like what four or five at this point. Um, yeah. So oh, Frank Castle. It is. Yeah, it I was like Punisher, I'm pretty sure Ghost the Rider. current a current um one is Punisher. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I've, I'm gonna go completely off the wall. Yeah, Danny is mine. My Ghost Rider. And I guess Johnny Blaze too, right? Yeah. Those are the, yeah. the two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go completely off the wall. First one I'm seeing on Google Image Search because I'm that lame. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go Squirrel Girl. I'm gonna go Rawhide Kid. <laughs> I don't even know Rawhide Kid. That's showing my Marvel fandom. Womp womp. I have no idea who he is. He's like again, first image. <laughs> what did you just do? Like Google I go- Marvel. I did. I straight up did. <laughs> straight up. Straight up. Oh, uh, let's. I mean- Blade, Blade. That's who I want. Blade. But I Blade's, want Blade. Blade. Blade's good. I guess you can call Blade B list. He's like, he's again, in between A and B list in the public consciousness because he got three movies, right? Like it, it'd be like calling Ant Man B list at this point, where he's been elevated out of B lister. Yeah, I mean, has Blade been elevated out of B list? I don't think so. No, he <laughs> has. He I has. I mean, he's getting his. He, so we're getting a, we're getting a new Blade movie. Um, yeah, that's going to be maybe, in the MCU maybe then, but I don't think now, right. I don't think. He's okay. Now. All right. All right. All right. Um, God, man, I Quicksilver. No, I don't like Quicksilver. Quicksilver's lame. He's just a poor man's flash dinosaur. I said, oh, so, well, do you want to go poor man's DC? How about <laughs> Submariner? Submariner. <laughs> yeah. Or but Submariner, Submariner, I think is a list because of the fact that he is known as the very first mutant within Marvel. So, um, or that's Namor. Never mind. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who I would want as B list. Like I know I want to see things like Bishop. Um, yeah, Bishop might be B list. I mean, is he popular enough? How about Gambit? Gambit. He's stupid. I charge things up with my hands. <laughs> I'm a raging Cajun. <sighs> I don't like Gambit. I know I've never really liked Gambit that much. I've never liked the whole like love thing between him and Rogue either. So, how about uh, an entire pool force? See, I was gonna say Gwenpool. Yeah, Gwenpool, Panda Pool. But I wasn't sure if that was like again because Deadpool has become Lady so... Deathpool. Lady Deadpool. Yeah, I, I was going to say Gwen, Gwenpool was going to be, like, my very first one. I would go for the undead Deadpool core as well, too. Those were fun. But, yeah, the, yeah, Deadpool core in general is... Uh, yeah, I, I would I would go for that. Um, I would go for, like, a squirrel pool. <laughs> you got to let the squirrel shit go. Also, clearly, you need to read, read some dead, um, Deadpool core. Yeah, Deadpool core. Deadpool's fun. Um, but you don't like animals in your uh, miniatures games. How are you gonna square Deadpool core if you can't? If you can't have. Yeah, uh... I don't know actually. Um... <laughs> oh, that just made me want Squirrel Girl with a Monkey Joe miniature even more so. 
Yeah. I hate you. Because, yeah, man. Because dog pool is a thing. Dog pool is a thing. And spider ham. Spider ham. I don't know. We're going off on a tangent. But it's a wonderful tangent. It is a good one. Uh, Okay, so here we go. So I'll go with Thunderbird. Okay, that's a fair one. He's an original or a second second uh, grouping X Men, plus his son takes over the mantle in X Force years later when Cyclops re- rebuilds X Force underneath the X Men. So gonna go with Thunderbird. There we go. I'll take it. Okay. Just so we can move on. <laughs> so anyway, I'm very excited for Crisis Protocol. Clearly. Oh, I should have said Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, Cloak and Dagger is good too. Yeah, especially because uh, apparently their show's really good. I've never actually it watched is, it. But it is I, very good. Yeah, I've yeah, never watched it, but I've heard it's very good. Is that out yet? Oh, yeah. It started? It's still like been on out season for a long two. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think season two that is about should, to start. That's what I know. You can binge it, man. It's so good. Man, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm binging BoJack Horseman, so. <laughs> Final thoughts, guys. Final thoughts on the episode. Community building, uh, crisis protocol in general. Paul, are you any more excited about this game than you have been for the past three or four months at this point? I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm excited about the rating. I think that sounds really cool. I I still want to see, uh, like, a lot of the, the characters that we've talked about, right? Because, like, like, you know, a lot of the stuff that I like isn't part of the MCU. Yeah. Uh, and that's and that's kind of where they've started. So, And I can tell you that there is no shortage of people in the official Facebook groups that are like, X-Men, please. <laughs> Right, yeah. right, and 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 that'll get me more excited. But like I said, I'm I'm pretty stoked about the the concept of rating because that was one of the few things that Warcry had me interested in, and I'd much rather do it in in this world. Yeah, uh, Thanos, and, well, and with these rules, right? Like, like a, yeah, the rule the rules are real solid, and I, and I know when we get when the game releases, we'll get into like an actual game breakdown of it with the rules and everything oh yeah 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 we're gonna have another episode after i've actually played uh, multiple games i I'd, I'd, I'd imagine we'll have several episodes yeah because yeah, i know i, I mean I i'm gonna try my right. best to pick it up on launch days myself so sweet i'll look forward to playing it yeah. all right so final thoughts for me on crisis protocol woohoo i am very 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 excited <laughs> And uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm excited, probably nowhere near as Chops' level, but definitely excited. Rating is cool. Rating is cool. That's my that's my last thought. Uh, so thank you to all of our patrons. Yeah, thank you to anybody who's actually still listening to this episode. <laughs> this is probably the weirdest episode I think we've recorded in a long time. Yeah, we went off the rails there. But yeah, so uh, thank you to our patrons for all of your support, even when we get crazy like we did tonight. Uh, thank you to, uh, why did I almost say Sex in the City? Thank you for Static <laughs> in the City for the God. music. <laughs> yeah, so thanks to thanks to them for the mo- movie, for the music. I can't do this. Um, be in our Discord. It's awesome. And I'm, I'm done. We're tired. Bye!
Hello. Test, test. Alright, cool. I'm good to go. Yep, Peaks and valleys? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Also. Oh, and the dogs are good too. Honk. What the fuck? Yeah, I was like listening to the, the pre show ramble. I was like, oh, that's gold. Oh, that's gold. Well, I knew the oh, one that's about, gold. Uh, was it Chowders or whatever it was? That was going up. I knew that. Culver's. Culver's, whatever. I, I, I did drive by the Culver's yesterday, but the kids really wanted to eat at the Ikea restaurant, so I did not eat Culver's. Dude, that's when you smack them and tell them you know what's best for them. God damn it. That was one I, of the son, whole I am a disappointment. That was one of the whole reasons they wanted to go. To get some Swedish meatballs, you can buy them at the grocery store. No, they didn't. They didn't eat Swedish meatballs. They had chicken tenders. The fuck? I, you know I, they have chicken. I, yeah. You know that. You know Culver's has some of the best chicken tenders on the planet. Well, I just guess I'll have to go back again. It's only two hours away. It's not that far. You can. Well, if you're just going to Culver's, go to the one in Wake Forest. Oh, there's one in Wake Forest. Yes. Oh. But the point was, you're going to be three feet away. I, I actually literally drove right by his drive-through. Oh I told God. you it was in the fucking parking lot. I, you guys, I it, didn't. Di- you I get, didn't dispute uh, you. And you didn't even get frozen custard. Ugh. Oh, I didn't know they had frozen custard. I would have stopped for it if I knew because the. Oh, for shame! That's the whole thing, man. I That's didn't their... know. Well, IKEA's fr- IKEA's frozen yogurt machine was broken. That's one of the reasons why I go to IKEA. Yeah, that frozen uh, frozen custard is like the the reason Culver's exists. Okay, I didn't know that. All right. They just happen to also make very good hamburgers. All right, Paul, we're going to Culver's this weekend. Culver's is the light and the way, man. S-tier fast food. S-tier fast food. Got it. Delicious levels over 9,000. All that, all, all the memeage possible for Culver's. <laughs>